Hello and welcome back to Comic Book Storylines. I'm Brian Sorensen, a.k.a. Bri the Comic Book Guy. You can find all of our episodes if you go to 975ycountry.com and click on the podcast tab. We're right there. I hope you've enjoyed everything so far. Last week, we talked about the death of Superman. This week's episode picks up where that storyline immediately left off at with the funeral for a friend. As always, I'll be posting the pictures of this week's comics of discussion on my Instagram, at Bri the Comic Book Guy, and you can always reach out to me, Bri the Comic Book Guy at gmail.com, for any questions you have or suggestions. The comics we're going to be talking about today are Justice League of America 70, Adventures of Superman 498 and 499, Superman in Action Comics, which was actually, for these two parts, was renamed Supergirl in Action Comics, 685 and 686, Superman Man of Steel 20 and 21, and Superman 76 and 77. The scene going into these is Superman just sacrificed himself to save the world from the menace of Doomsday. An unbelievable act that some didn't believe was possible. As for the reader, we're just like, wow, they actually did it, Superman is gone. We pick up in Justice League of America 70. It starts immediately after the end of Superman 75. The battered League shows up too late to help Superman. He is fallen. Uh, the character Bloodwind scans Superman for any sign of life. He finds none. Lois lays him down on the ground and covers him up with the remains of his tattered cape found nearby. Word spreads very fast of what happened and all the heroes start converging on Justice League headquarters. The League members who survived their encounters with of Doomsday are a huge emotional wreck. They're arguing amongst themselves. Booster Gold's powers come from a costume that he made in the future, because he is from the future, which was pretty much destroyed in the battle. So now he's in a bind if even he can be a leaguer anymore. Guy Gardner is limping around, being a huge jerk to everyone. He's being sarcastic, but that's how Guy Gardner was as a character. He knows the severity of what happened, but he's trying to just be himself. Now the worst off is the character Blue Beetle, who was flown to an intensive care center, barely clinging to life. The character Fire lost her powers and Ice is uh, nursing some broken ribs. The big DC heroes start showing up in this that were missing from the Justice League at the time. The Flash, Aquaman, Batman and Robin, Green Lantern, Hawkman, they all come onto the scene. Uh, they briefly just talk about their shock and awe of what happened. Uh, the Titans, led by Nightwing, arrives, followed by some of the original Justice Society members, the original Flash, Jay Garrick, and the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott. Green Arrow and Black Canary come as well, and Wonder Woman is the last to arrive. So the gathering begins with their own little memorial service at, where they just gather and remember Superman. The League's overseer by a character named of Oberon, he brings in a box and starts handing out a bunch of black armbands with Superman's symbol on them. Everyone puts them on in a huge two-page full panel in silence. The Ice uses some of her powers to make a giant statue of Superman out in front of the headquarters out of ice. And the last few panels of the book are Booster Gold sitting with Blue Beetle, their best friends in this, in this part of the comics, hoping his friend survives his injuries. Adventures of Superman 498 is next. This issue starts at the point where Bloodwind says Superman is dead and teleports away with ice. Uh, jo uh, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen are still in shock. Everybody surrounding him is still kind of frozen is what they see as Superman's body. It is confirmed that he has no brain activity, and the military goes to the body at Doomsday, which... Briefly moves, but they do scan with the help of the character Dubelex, who works for the Cadmus Project, scans Doomsday, and there's no brain activity as well. Meanwhile, Lois Lane is calling for help. There's no way she, he's dead. She's still, like, in grief, like shock and awe. Guardian, who's nearby, begins CPR, and it's not working, but he's a normal human, so trying to resuscitate 
Superman's going to take a little bit more than that. Even when the paramedics arrive, they're still not making much headway. Uh, one of the characters I've, you saw in The Death of Superman, Officer Turpin, who's a captain, who's been one of Superman's longtime characters. If you watched the Superman cartoon, he was a big part of that. A as was Supergirl, who was uh, not really Supergirl, but uh, we saw that she decomposed herself and was just like this alien that Lex Luthor has. Uh, Lex picks up that alien and takes her away. Uh, meanwhile, the paramedics who are unable to revive Superman are telling Lois that nothing's helping to help revive him. The uh, TV uh, personality, Cat Grant, who if you've seen the cartoon or the Supergirl TV show, you know, uh, she comes along and tries to knock some sense into Lois Lane, get some composure, as she's still a reporter and there's a story that they need to do, which is obviously the death of Superman. Meanwhile, Jonathan and Martha Kent are slowly coming to the realization that Superman, their son, did have something tragically bad happen to him. They're still in awe. They think he's just going to get up and shake it off, but they have a hug and a huge cry. Now, while Doomsday's body is being carried away, some of Superman's allies who aided him during the, the battle are trying to aid the medics to revive him. Some of the Project Cadmus scientists bring this huge supercharged battery to jumpstart the EMT's shock paddles, but that still doesn't work after a few tries. Now, back at the Daily Planet, Lois has composed herself and finishes the story of the events. Now, here's something to think about. Superman's dead, right? And he has an alter ego of Clark Kent. So how does Lois explain to everybody what happened to Clark Kent? She suddenly comes to this realization because she hears Perry and Jimmy talk about, well, Clark is still missing. And she's like, oh, now what to do? So here's a dilemma, a real-life dilemma so you're Superman's fiance, Clark Kent's fiance. They know she's engaged to Clark Kent. But, okay, Superman's dead. You're never going to see Clark Kent again. So this is something that you have to figure out how to do this. So Lo this whole thing is going through Lois's head as she's holding a piece of his cape, swearing to keep both Clark and Superman's memories alive. Uh, Action Comics 685 is next. The, the next few issues are renamed Supergirl in Action Comics because Lex Luthor's Supergirl, even though it's somebody impersonating Supergirl, feels guilty that she couldn't help defeat Doomsday, so she goes around Metropolis doing things that Superman would do. Uh, meanwhile, the Metropolis police and Captain Turpin have Superman's body in the city morgue, but now Project Cadmus thinks that since they're an alien research facility and Superman's an alien, they have rights to take him. Now, Lex Luthor, who out of character for Lex Luthor, sends some of his personal guard to prevent it from happening as well as Guardian. Even though he works for Cadmus, he still thinks it's wrong. But they think since they're the government scientific division that comes to alien tech and alien superpowers that they should be the ones to take it. But then somehow a core order comes that says Superman is an American citizen. He fought on American soil. He can't be turned over to Cadmus. He will have a memorial that uh, he will be buried in Metropolis. Superman, Man of Steel 20 comes into play with that. Lex Luthor, which I had said before, completely out of character for him, takes charge of arranging Superman's funeral and memorial. So longtime readers of Superman are like, what is going on here? And if you've ever heard of the character Lex Luthor, seen any incarnation, you know, something's going on, something's up, what's going on here? Uh, so Lois is wrestling with calling... Uh, Clark's parents. She hasn't spoken to them since he died, and she's realizing that she hasn't talked to them. And she keeps looking at the phone. There are a couple of panels where she's just looking at a phone, wanting to do it. She can't bring herself to do it. Now, this is also the funeral issue. 
There's a huge processional of heroes besides, besides Superman's casket, which is horse-drawn carriage. Uh, the end of Batman vs. Superman touches on this a little bit by just the processional and everything, but it's missing all the heroes in it. Now, you see, Batman is not in that lineup of heroes walking with it, but then again, it's Batman. He's not there, but he is there. Uh, the next page shows a, a terrorist getting ready to arm a bomb, but out of respect for Superman, Batman hurls him up to the top of the building. Now, he's not going to go all full Batman on and beat the guy to a pulp and do everything. He leaves him hanging on a rooftop with the sign says, please arrest me, because he says, this is his city, this is out of respect for him. Now, this shows how much of a friend that Batman has been to Superman over the years. The bad guy even screams, please come arrest me, Batman might be back. Now, you shoot over to Jimmy and Lois, who are in front of a huge crowd watching the processional. She's crying the whole time. He's trying to console her. But they're interrupted by a group of guys who want exclusive rights to the pictures that Jimmy took of the death of Superman. Uh, Jimmy knocks one of them down, but is quickly surrounded by the rest of the goons. But that's a really dumb thing to do when you're at a funeral and there's dozens of superheroes. Robin, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern quickly take care of the goons, contain the huge crowd. And there's so many people, it's becoming overwhelming for the cops to contain. Lex Luthor, another out-of-character moment, he goes up and on TV and tries to get everybody to calm down, which they do calm down eventually. And the next scene is the president and first lady get up to talk to the crowd. Now, since it's the 90s, it's a drawn version of Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, since he was the president at the time of this. Uh, now, while this is going on, Lois finally gets the nerve to call Jonathan and Martha Kent, who has just held a private little ceremony on their farm for their son, where they bury a lot of his childhood items. They come back to hear the phone ring, and they talk to Lois. She apologizes to them because she feels that she didn't, do enough to try and prevent it and they're like don't worry about it we'll be right there so they're on their way to console lois uh superman 76 is next the heroes gather a week after the funeral they're still in mourning and we cut to that teenager mitch now if you remember from the doomsday uh, episode uh he was the kid whose house was trashed where the mom and little sister lived and he called superman for help he's the one that was like superman you got to come help us now, he's feeling incredibly guilty about Superman dying. He thinks he's to blame, but he's trying to find somebody that knows Superman to talk to him about it, which he runs into Jimmy Olsen. So we know he's Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. So he invites him to a diner with another pal of Superman, Bibbo. Now, he's a long-standing character in the comics as well. They're trying to calm him down over his guilt. And he's overthinking that if he hadn't called for Superman, Superman would still be alive. He would have defeated Doomsday. Meanwhile, the ha heroes have gathered for a reason. They go to the Metropolis Post Office where they're called by a postmaster. There's hundreds of thousands of letters addressed to Superman that he normally takes care of for people asking for his help for various things. But the heroes are like, what do we do? These are, I mean, they start reading them and they're like, wow, these are all just to you know, Clark and Superman, so what do we do? So they take it upon themselves. This is a pretty powerful thing. They take it upon themselves to answer those letters in person, help out the people in need, and actually physically respond to the letters. Now, while all this is going on, the Kents, Lois, and Clark's best friend, Lana Lang. Now, if you've watched any of the several TV shows with Superman, especially from his younger days, you'll recognize the character Lana Lang. And in the, the newer show, uh, Superman and Lois, there is the character Lana Lang in it, but she's married, kids, the whole thing. 
Now, they're discussing whether or not if it's the time to reveal that Clark was Superman because they're not going to be able to find Clark Kent. No matter how much the authorities try and find him, they're not going to find him, obviously, because he's Superman. And they're also trying to wrestle with, okay, so his funeral was in Metropolis. We don't have anything to do in Smallville. So they're trying to go back and forth whether or not what they're going to do, basically, because that is a conundrum. And if you think about it, if, if it's a real-life situation where it's a secret identity, what do you do? So they, in the end, they finally decide that uh, Clark liked his privacy. So they finally agree to keep it between the four of them and not reveal that Clark Kent was Superman. Now, Wonder Woman takes a letter, but then she goes upon herself to have this little mission. The, that character, Mitch, that we talked about, uh, they find her his dad that left the family. And without knowing, he didn't know that the house was trashed because he'd been estranged from his wife and everything. Well, Wonder Woman goes to him and lays it down on the line saying, this is what's going on. So she convinces him to come and kind of you know, rectify the situation. They show up at the house, or the rubble at the house, but it's not the rubble of the house. The heroes rebuild Mitch's family's house. Now you see the Flash and Green Lantern putting everything back together, and the, the mom sees the dad who Wonder Woman brought. They hug, they reconcile. But Mitch doesn't really know this yet because he's at the Superman Memorial statue with Jimmy. He'll find out a little bit later on. And then we see the Kents, Lois, and Lana standing near them. But then you cut to deep under them. Superman's casket is being removed from the tomb through a tunnel. And it's the Project Cadmus and their director, Westfield. So you're like, really? They're stealing Superman's body and nobody knows it yet. But then we pick up in Adventures of Superman 499. It opens with Lex Luthor's penthouse alarms going off. Now apparently he put sensors around Superman's tomb. That's another weird thing that Lex Luthor would do. And they're activating because last issue's end shows Cadmus taking the body. The alien Superboy heads over to see what's up. And with the retired hero Gangbuster, who is also there, you kind of see Gangbuster come in and out. He's been in the, the books for a while, a background Superman character, and he comes back eventually in the next increment of the storyline reign of the Superman, but we'll get to that. Uh, he breaks up uh, a crime as Gangbuster. The car gets away. He ends up crashing through a into a dumpster. And, you know, he ends up kind of getting in trouble with the police about it. But then you flash over to Captain Turkin, uh, Turpin and the cops get word that something's going on at Superman's tomb. They find a secret entrance that amazingly ends up belonging to Lex Luthor. So they're trying to figure out why Lex Luthor would have an entrance to the tomb. Now, while this is going on, Supergirl finds the casket is gone and a tunnel is burrowed. So she's already there ahead of the cops. She follows the deep underground and finds those underworld characters that we saw in the early issues of the Death of Superman issues. Uh, she thinks that they took them and they get all mad because they don't know why she's there. And like, why would we do that? So they end up having a big old fight. Well, Captain Turpin stumbles onto this, but he's in way over his head. He's just a normal guy with a big gun. But he ends up going toe-to-toe -to -toe with a few of them. He kind of gets into a scrap and everything. He's pretty banged up. Supergirl sees him and flies out of there. Now, once they're on the surface, the cops come back up for Turpin. Now, Supergirl explains that they came up short in finding the casket. And the cops also want to know why Lex Luthor built an access chamber to the tomb, but Supergirl doesn't know that, ignores it, and flies off. Now, the last panel is Superman's body on an examination table at Cadmus with guards watching him. So you're like, really? These guys are huge jerks. Uh, Supergirl in Action Comics 686 is next. 
Guardian, who was uh, uh, busting a bunch of thieves, he's called back to Cadmus by the telepath Dubilex. We saw him in some of the previous increments. He's like, something's going on here. We need you back here. So he gets there, and he busts through a secure area and finds Superman's body with the director Westfield examining him. I mean, he's outraged. He's like one of the normal heroes, even though he works for Cadmus. He throws the director up against the wall in a chokeslam, questioning his motives. He reveals the director that they want to take DNA samples and clone Superman and have scientific research done on the body. But even though the body is dead, it's still invulnerable because it's Kryptonian to their technology. We kind of saw this with, uh, when they were examining uh, General Zod's body in, in um, Batman versus Superman that you had to have like kryptonite lasers and everything like that to even do anything. Meanwhile, Lex Luthor's uh, uh, Supergirl with Lex Luthor and Turpin go back into the tunneling under the tomb, see if they can figure out what's going on. But they stumble onto an old explosive, which nobody knows how that got there. There's a random explosive in the ground. Uh, it blows up because they got too close to it, and it ends up kind of temporarily burying everybody until Supergirl rescues them. Uh, the police decide that they can't let it get out in public, that he's gone. But Lex, at the end, figures out he knows who took him, and he's in alone in his car, and he says, I got to know why Cadmus has him and what they're doing to the body. So you're like, how does Lex Luthor figure this out? Uh, Lois tells Lana to look after the Kents because they're at an airport to get ready to go home. They hug, and they're on their way back to Smallville. So that's how that, uh, that segment ends there. And then we can pick up uh, Superman Man of Steel 21. Uh, this issue is a bit of a trip. Lois is having reflections of her life with Superman kind of dreaming and just wandering around having daydreams. Jonathan Kent's having the same things, looking back, playing back Clark's childhood in his head, reflecting on he helped raise Superman. Now, Batman also has a brief reflection. Uh, you see uh, the Batcave. He's looking at a box. Now, we'll get to this eventually in the storyline, Hush. One day we'll get to it. Uh, there's one person in the world that Superman trusted with this. It's a kryptonite ring. And Superman gave it to Batman, said, if I ever go rogue, you are the one that I need to wear this and to take me down. Now, Batman's reflecting on when he gave him the ring and kind of just like he's still in shock that it all happened. Now, the Underworld guys plus Guardian are trying to get Superman's body out of Cadmus. We left off that they found it. Uh, Lois figures she might get Cadmus on her tail if she writes a story about it and kind of distracts him. Uh, but uh, in the end, she wants them to pay for taking Superman's body. So she publishes the story with the, the headline, The Tomb is Empty. Now we flash over to Smallville. Jonathan Kent is in, a, in their field. He's reading that story and ends up collapsing in front of Martha. This is a pretty hectic issue and ending. And we only have one more part left. So you're like, man, what is, how is this part going to end? Well, it ends in Superman 77. Lex Luthor reads Lois's story. She brings him the paper and the, the whole story, and he's outraged that his theory was cor correct, that Cadmus stole his body. Now, Lois actually tells Lex everything that's going on, and he vows to get the body back. Now, meanwhile, Jonathan Kent is rushed to a hospital, and he's having some huge hallucinations about Superman. We'll see that again in the first part of the reign of Superman, uh, the reign of the Superman. Now, Martha's worried that she's going to lose her husband just after she lost her son. And Jimmy Olsen, you flash over to Jimmy Olsen, he gets a little bit of a surprise. A nationally published magazine wants Jimmy Olsen to pick pictures for a huge Superman tribute article. So you don't get to see much of him after this in the issue, though. While all this is going on, Lois ends up helping the team break Superman's body out of Cadmus. They rush into the tunnels created to get into their lab, and Supergirl safely gets the body, which they bring back to the tomb, hopefully for good this time. 
Now, Lex Luthor, after this, asked for a moment alone. So now you're like, ha, here we go. This is where we're going to figure it out. And we do figure it out. He's standing over the casket. And then he goes, I won. I knew one day I would end up burying you. I finally got what I wanted. And it's a world without Superman. Now, he, he seems like a huge turd after doing all of the, the help and everything afterward, but you kind of knew since it's Lex Luthor and he is a bad guy that something like this was going to happen. Now, the last page is very scary. Jonathan Kett's vitals are showing on the panels, and it quickly, towards the end of the bottom, it fades flat. And Martha says it's the last, literally the last sentence of the book and of this part of the adventure. Don't leave me alone. Seriously, that's how it really ends. Now, this is just the funeral for a friend ending. The reign of the Superman is where we pick up. It's the third part of the trilogy in the ride of this. And I can kind of preview it. Um, it's a 22-part uh, segment. It issues, 22 issues in it. And it immediately picks up after this, and it kind of shows like the continuation of... Jonathan Kent's hallucinations and everything like that, them trying to to bring Jonathan back. And it also brings into play four characters that are calling themselves Superman. And it'll continue on just in the uh, Superman titles alone, uh, leading up to what they're already kind of spoiling, that is Superman really dead? That's going to be the uh, topic of discussion for next time with Reign of the Superman. Join me on that as well. As always, I will be posting the pictures of all of the covers of the issues that we will be talking about on my Instagram, at Bry the Comic Book Guy. So if you haven't liked that page, go ahead and do that. And there's some other comic things on there as well, because you know I'm a huge comic book guy. And you can email me at any time, Guy at gmail.com. If you have any questions... I can even help you if you're looking for these issues and you say, hey, I don't have these comics. I want to start getting these things. I can kind of give you a point in the right direction where to go to from there. So until next time, this is Comic Book Storylines. I'm Brian, the Comic Book Guy. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.